There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast, watch along edition. We are coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is a very happy Carlton fan from our first watch along. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, g'day, Michael. We are still desperately searching to make you a miserable Hawthorne fan, trying to find the uh, final quarter of the 2012 Grand Final, which we're struggling to find a YouTube or um, Vimeo or whatever version of it. It's a shame. It's a real shame. I did find it funny because we did talk about, you know, we, we played your game, like one of your greatest wins in history. And then we <laughs> yeah. were about to finish recording. You finished recording, I think. And then you said, okay, so we do 2012 for the next one. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so give me 89 at least before we get into 2012. <laughs> yes. So uh, thank you to all the feedback we've gotten uh, from the last one. We, we seem to think that you guys may have enjoyed it. Don't know how many people have uh, watched along while they were um, listening to us or you just were listening to it and just thought, oh, well, I'm just listening to two fuckwits watch a game. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, you might we have hope, been down yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Punching on over a uh, packet of pasta while we had your dulcetones in your, in your ears. Yeah, maybe you're down at uh, St Kilda Beach, just oh. social distancing with uh, 101.5 centimetres between each of you. And if you're on a cruise ship, uh, you've only got yourself to blame. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been a bit of a spate? Like, obviously, there's a lot of cruise ships on the water at all times, but just because of the current environment that there are a lot more people out there on the ships. Like, are we, are we just noticing it more? Because, you know, they've, they've always been floating cesspools, but now that they're trying to dock and we're like, oh, get the fuck out of here, mate. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how many would dock in a day. Like, uh, it'd be, I, I imagine most of the biggest numbers would be in Sydney, in the harbour there. And then, I don't how many would be docking kind of at Adelaide or Brisbane? Like, I mean, there would be, obviously, but... um. Yeah, I wonder how many actually kind of get through on a particular day. Yeah. Because I imagine they're not that easy to move as well. So you've got to be there for probably like four hours to let the people off and then for the ship to restock or whatever. Well, well I guess so. Yeah, maybe four and a half hours even. Yeah, and their four sounds like fucking nothing. <laughs> but also too, like you get one cruise ship in, you're not getting two. So there just can't be that many in the one place at one time. Yeah, there's not a, a backlog. You don't really see in Sydney Harbour like twenty cruise ships up in the road. <laughs> Get out of the way! Can you do like a like you can do flight radar? Can you track where cruise ships are going and then like even track further which ones have got a gastro outbreak? Yeah, sure. And the names of the people on them so you can avoid them for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. By the way, we are talking about the coronavirus currently in March of 2020. By the fact, in case people listen to this in the mm. year 2050 and they don't know, because <laughs> you know, this is obviously an archive of yeah, a, a exactly. point of time. So, exactly. good luck to you in, 20, in 2050 as well. Hey, can we just put out, and, uh, before and by we way, kick this off? Um, Sydney is a, a town, a city in Melbourne, uh, which will no longer exist in about 15 years by the fact it will be underwater. 
No, but Parramatta will be on the beach. Yes, yeah. So if you listen to the capital of Australia, <laughs> <laughs> Parramatta. <laughs> yeah. Just a quick shout out to um, all the Patreon subscribers who have jumped on board the Junk Time Train. Thank you so much. We do appreciate it. Uh, if you want to get on board, you can go to patreon.com slash junktimeaflpod. Show your support for our, uh, our, our, little, our little show that we've been running for the last six years. Um, you can just uh, subscribe. You can um, donate a dollar a month, two dollars a month, five bucks, hundred bucks, up to you. Whatever you want, whatever you've got at the moment. We really appreciate it. Uh, we love doing this show for you and we love you showing your support. And now today's game, Adam. Jeez, you moved on from that. You don't give a shit about our listeners. Oh, no, no. I, I, I was nodding along while you were talking. Mate, the, the, the audience can't see that. They, don't, they think, fuck that chambo sitting up there in his MCC watching every grand final since 1983. Well, I'm giving, you, I'm giving the bird dog. now. Yeah. <laughs> the viewers can't see that. Um, anyway, I really appreciate you coming on board, Junk Times. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So today's game, Adam, is round 14, 2009, St Kilda versus mm. Geelong at... Uh, let me think, Etihad Stadium at the time, 2009? Etihad Stadium, yep. So long ago, Adam, that the mm. roof did not even have a Twitter account. That's how far we are stepping back in time. That is, un- I can't imagine a time without Ralph the Roof. <laughs> the that roof. is fucking, that is unbelievable. The Roof didn't even have a name by then. So Jesus. this was the first game in the history of the AFL that two teams who had won 13-0 and zero were going to be mm-hmm. playing each other. So they're 1-2 and two, uh, for this round 14 clash. And... Yep. In fact, this game got moved back an hour by the AFL because it was such a big build-up. It got moved back an hour so it could run directly into their news. So I imagine it was going to start at 2.10 and they started at yeah, 3.10. Right. So they go straight into okay. the um, 6 o'clock news. Now, can I ask, I don't know if you have this question without notice, two teams, 13 and zip, who had the better percentage at the time? I'm going to go with St Kilda. Um, but that is a question without notice. And if only I had the internet to look that up. <laughs> but looking around, they ended up going 19 and zip. Okay, wow. And then they lost two games for the year. And nah, then mate, they'd they already made the finals. They'd probably already won the minor premier. No, they probably wouldn't have locked up the minor premiership then. Oh, well, by the fact they, uh, when they actually lost their first game around 20, they lost that with a kick after the siren that Nick Rewalt missed against Essendon. So they only lost Is by right? two points. Yeah, yeah. And then they lost another round 21, I think. I've got it down here. Anyway, they're. Combined tally for the three losses for the year, I think it was round 20, round 21 or something, and the grand final, it was 19 points. Fuck. They went through the whole year fucking lost by, Fuck. by what average of like, what, 6.333 six and fucking walk, walk away empty-handed. What a nightmare. What a nightmare. All right, well, let's kick off the game because I know you've got some stats you want to hit me with, but we can do that as the show is rolling along. Okay, so we're going to go to the link provided on our Twitter, Facebook, and our, um, uh, if you go to Junk Time Out for Podcast and, ty- and Acast, A-C-A-S-T, we'll have the link there as well. Click on the link and it will take you to one hour, 34 minutes and zero seconds. One hour, 34 minutes and zero seconds. Three, two, one, play. Here we go. So just to give everyone a bit of a heads up, St Kilda are 10 points up. Uh, as we begin the last quarter. So just a, a quick question without notice, Michael. Oh, around God, this t- already. Around this time, are we in substitute rule era? Uh, I do not believe so. I believe the sub rule finished in 2014. So I don't think we had it for more than five years. Okay. 
And we can blame KB for it too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we've got Cameron Ling. Looks like he's heading towards Nick Del Santo. Lingy, the, the master tagger. There he is right there, yeah. So this is the massive game of Michael Gardner. Kind of the crowning achievement for him, really. Well, I guess so, because he came across from West Coast, didn't he? When he was beaten up as a young... Uh, remember his first game? Yeah. I think maybe his first or third game, and he got bashed out at Western Oval. Yeah, I think uh, it was the final game at Western Oval, I believe. And they came down, I think it was uh, Danny Southern. I think maybe Jose might have come down as well. There are a few of them. And they, I think... Steve Krediuk around in that era? I think he was, yeah. I think the quote goes that one of them, I think Danny Southern said something along the lines of, welcome to the doghouse. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I don't know how he ever recovered from that. And I think they might have even had a blood rule before the ball had even been bounced. Uh, So you've got to love that. That's That's a good way to start a game, isn't it? Just to split a man open. And so, yeah, he did have that time at the Eagles, and then he got shipped over to the Saints. And today, this game, it was his 30th birthday. Oh, is that right? Also, fun fact, his mm. brother-in-law is Adam Cooney. Okay, I did not know that. It's also um, incredible. So, Justin Kaczynski has just taken a mark at half forward. You forget how good Cozzy was. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Friend of the show. Because... Yeah, because he doesn't kind of get the... He's not put up in the same echelons as Nick Rewalt. Um, but, you know, those two have taken pick one and two. Mm. Could have been either, either one of either one of them could have been pick one. But ever since he got knocked out, you know, he had a bad, bad run with injuries. Yeah, I mean, didn't he have that patch of a few weeks where he was, you know, the greatest player ever? And then he just well, kept on so. clashing heads with people and smashing his head on the... Balcony yeah. at Channel 7, <laughs> collapsing. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So, St Kilda's just booted the first goal of the last quarter. Cozzy from about 55, 60 out. So, they're 16 points up. So, Geelong jumped them in the first quarter. No, sorry, St Kilda jumped them in the first quarter, didn't they? They did. They kicked the first five. It was about 11, wow. it was about 11 points at quarter time in the end. I mean, maybe, okay. maybe 18 points at quarter time, but they did get 5-0. Yeah, right. A bit like the grand final of, 90, uh, of 2018. Where West Coast got jumped by the Pies. Um, Can we backtrack for a second, though? Because I don't know how many people would know the story about Cozzy collapsing while on air on Channel 7. So was that following... The, that, was the, that wasn't the day after the Daniel G and Syracuse KO? No, was it was it? a little bit after, yeah. It was a little bit after. And so he was doing an interview with Ox on Sports Day, would it be? Yeah, or Game Day even back yeah, then? Yeah, some kind of um, magazine-type sports show, footy show. Mm. And just all of a sudden... Uh, began to kind of slur his words and get a bit woozy. Woozy, and then he collapsed. And Ox is trying to, well, hold on to microphone and <laughs> catch a hundred and ten kilo man. Yeah, and then he was completely knocked out. It was actually quite scary to watch it. Yeah, yeah. You could just to hear that slur, you're just like, oh, that's not good. Yeah, and I think it ended up being like a, maybe a virus or you know dehydration that kind of stuff. I hadn't been feeling yeah. well, but they cleared it of any kind of head injury problem. Yeah. Now, at this time, St Kilda obviously a thirteen and zero. Geelong have just come off. Oh, there's a there's a young Shane Mumford, pre sausages. No, you're right. Yeah, it is. Well, it's first club for him too. Yes, that's right. But and he would have been a 25, 26 year old because he came from Bunyip as a very very mature age player. He probably uh, he probably was pretty happy living in the time here where there weren't too many camera phones around. <laughs> <laughs> So this is at a time, so Geelong obviously had lost the grand final the year before. So they've got redemption on their mind. Mm-hmm. St Kilda had been up and about. When did they lose the prelim, the semi-final to 
Sydney. Was that 2004? 2004 five? and 5. So the Port one was in 04. Um, they yep. made it again in 05 and we lost to the Swans. And then they got rid of Grant Thomas the next year after they did make the first week of the finals. Yep. Ross the Boss came in and they made a prelim against Hawthorne in 08. So they were they didn't come from nowhere in this particular year. No, not at all. That's what I'm saying is they'd been sort of thereabouts. and But you could see Geelong was on the redemption trail. It was weird that Geelong... I thought St Kilda may have played off in the grand final instead of Hawthorne, is what I was getting at uh, in 2008. Yep, sure, sure. Had they kept tracking the way they were going. Yeah, no, good point, good point. Look at that, <laughs> Chapman and Abbott. They look like little twins. <laughs> it's very cute. <laughs> look at their little heads. And also here, you could see in this time, I know St Kilda were known as a kind of dour lockdown unit, but it seems to be very open, doesn't it? Yep, yep. Under under Ross Lyon, which you just didn't expect. Well, they they did play an entertaining brand, I think. And they also had some really entertaining players. So it kind of be a waste to kind of lock them down. You know, you people like your, 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 your Gary Ezzi, your Revolts, your Kuzitskis, your, your Milnes, <laughs> your Lenny Hayes. Yep. Lenny Hayes doesn't get the rap he deserves, I reckon. Mate, he won a Norm Smith in a, losing grand, in a drawn grand final. I know, but he doesn't get the, you know, he's not mentioned in the top echelon, I reckon. Outside, no, outside that is true. the club. Well, that is true because everyone kind of puts Robert Harvey ahead of him yeah. and so many other uh, midfielders, which is a real shame because he is a gun. And he's now the uh, – is he an assistant coach out at GWS? Who are you referring to? Oh, Lenny. Lenny. Oh, yeah, I believe you're right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I thought you were talking about someone on the screen. Yeah. No, I believe you're right. He'd be having a great time up there. Absolutely. And so this is kind of the um, – the heyday of Bomber Thompson's reign as well. So yeah, he was, he was the super coach of the league, wasn't he? He was, because they're basically on their way to three grand finals. Hit him, hit him, Gary. Hit him. Snipe him. Snipe him. <laughs> Mate, he doesn't do it back then. He doesn't need to block. Tom Harley. When I when you see him on TV, you go, fuck, man, you could still play. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a, so a fit-looking fit looking rooster, isn't he? He hasn't changed a, changed a gram. Was he one of the most underrated outside of the club um, captains getting around? I think he was probably, I might be rewriting history a little bit, but I think it might have been a, a little bit of a surprise captain. Yep. Because um, he was at Port for a little bit as well, so it wasn't like he yes, was a he was. You know, one-team guy at Geelong. Yeah. But he obviously led hey, with he's a, the, he's a filthy trader. He led with a fair bit of authority. And he also, there was a great moment at the end of, was it 2019? I think it's 2009 uh, for the Premiership um uh, presentation mm. and Bob Davis got on the stand mm-hmm. and he was he was handing over the cup and they kind of just made it in a way that you know hey Bob you can lift the cup with us so it's basically Bob Davis holding up the cup with all the players in the background cheering oh that's cool yeah they, they didn't have that actual moment of you know Harley and Bomber it was kind of like Bomber, yeah, right. and, Bomber and Bob Davis it was, so really, he was, it was really, really cool he was like the Bob Murphy of the day I suppose so yeah yeah Give him a go. Give old Bobby a go. Gee, St Kilda, I'll tell you what, they're using the corridor a lot. This is this is not how I remember the Saints playing uh, in their dour kind of fashion. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see. It's Jeez, uh, you miss the lovable Stephen Milne, don't you? Ooh, that's a big hit. Well, you've got to explain what's going on there, mate. You can, oh, well, <laughs> I, think it, I think it was Gardner knocked over Mummy, was it? Yep. And then Mummy handballed it into the shin of a Geelong player, I believe, and then kicked it. Oh, goal. There we go. So Gardy's just kicked another goal, and they're out to a 23-point lead. Hmm. This, is un- this is unassailable now. 
Geelong cannot come back from here, Michael. I'm oh, right. You're calling off. it. You're calling it now. Yeah, that's right. It's finished. Yeah. Absolutely Check finished. Check it out here. Right into, I think that's, is that Harry Taylor's boot? No? Shin? Yeah. Yeah, out in the full. Um, how many games have you been to at Colonial, Marvel, Telstra? Oh, a bunch. Like, uh, let me think when Hawthorne would play there. Uh, we probably play there four or five times a year. Okay. That'd be right. So. And how do you, how do you get in there? What membership are you under there? Because do you have a Hawthorne membership as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I have to get like a, it's like a 20 buck ticket or something. Yeah. I, I, when I have to go and buy a ticket, I usually get the cheap seats or like a general admission where you can go and sit anywhere. I'm really not really fussed about where I sit. I don't need to have be in a particular spot. Oh, you're good like that. <laughs> Fucking hell, I was waiting for that. <laughs> but I don't care being up, you know, some people want to be on the ground floor. I don't care if I'm up on the, you know, third row from the back. That doesn't bother me. I've... I find uh, the bottom level the worst. I'd rather be up in the third deck than the bottom deck, just because I know you can hear shit, but you just get more of a sense of the game when you're up top. Yeah, you can see. Did the umpire get in the way there? Oh, I missed that. Um, sorry, I was looking at your beautiful face huh. on the uh, It on happens, the it happens. Yeah. Jeez, Geelong batted deep in the midfield back then, didn't they? Dude, dude. Um, well, so, I- so you got Bartel, Chapman, Ablett. I think it might have been 08. 07 or 08, but I think they had about seven, eight, nine all Australian from the one team. Yeah, is that right? Like they had some ridiculous number. Yeah. And there's uh, everyone's favourite sledger, Andrew Mackey. Now, back Jeez. a year earlier, he mm. could have taken that through for a boundary, for a point, sorry. Um, because, you know, he was in the goal square yeah, so and probably would have, but the new so rule come in. Explain, explain what happened there. So uh, Geelong were deep in their back line. It was near the goal line, and Hawthorne, the year before, cheated their way to a grand final victory, obviously, by continually rushing behind. Using the tactic to kind of reset and get out of pressure. So the AFL yes. brought in the, the, the current rule that you kind of have well, see, to be under pressure. Before you no, so, but e- even back then, okay, they've just said the record attendance, 54,444. Yeah. Do you reckon that's every seat accounted for? That's a really good question because they, I, I, that, that actually is still the record. Yeah. And I looked up various other events they have, and it's a bit tricky to tell because they're concerts and stuff like that. I think the wrestling, yeah. I think the wrestling got about fifty six or fifty seven thousand in okay. for one of the events. Then that's huge. But also, that, how many would you get on the ground? Like well, you would have got. A, that means that the stands are probably empty because you would have a whole bunch of people on the field. Although at, at, you do find sometimes that concerts and events like that, they actually they don't they don't load the ground that much. Like they. There seems but to be still, you get you'd get probably a lot 10, of room. 15,000 on the ground I reckon. And then I reckon with the wrestling event as well, they would have blocked off kind of one end as well because you got to put up the stand and the screens and the ramp and all that kind of stuff. So they didn't have it in the round because when I went and saw the UFC with Ronda Rousey, that was in the middle of the ground and we sat on the second level in the medallion and it was awful. Yeah, no they did. They did have it in the round. But a bit like okay. a bit like a concert, you know how like they have to essentially block off part of the ground because you can't see it. You're going to be behind the stage. Well, that's not the round, mate. So unless you want to get your head around in the round, wait a second. What, do you, what the fuck do you think the round is? In the round is when the crowd is all around. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put the ring in the middle of the ground. Yeah. And then they have chairs all around it, but then they do yeah. have to have the entrance area where they have screens and a stage and the ramp. I'm sure they probably had for the UFC as well. Surely they came down some kind of ramp. No, they just kind of came out like down an aisle, an aisle in the crowd because okay. they were in the round. Well, I can see why it was shit then. Didn't have any colour of movement. <laughs> Didn't have the rock. Well, I went, 
I went and saw the Foo Fighters there, and they they were at one end. I think they were down at the Coventry end, uh-huh. and so they played like the full field of the ground. So they had like twenty thousand people in front of them. Why Not was that I, why was the UFC I, I, shit? I didn't, I didn't get on the ground on the Foo Fighters because I was in uh, Michael Gadinsky's box huh. at the back. Were you really? Yes, mate. Wouldn't you want to be? Wouldn't, wouldn't you want to be out in the crowd though for something like that? Nah, it was really good. You're getting free drinks. You could hear it really well. You actually weren't too close to it. There were no like of those um, what do you call them? Um, peasants around. Sure. It was fucking great. Sure. You know what it's like when you're like watching you watching a grand final. I love how I'm the fucking dude you make fun of for the MCC shit. Yet you're the cunt that goes to the polo via <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> Man, it's just, it's only been a couple of times. And gets fucking free tickets off Channel 7 and shit like that. You go to fucking Carlton lunches, hobnobbing with, you know, former former nightclub Ma- entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah, or with Mark Lagoudichet. So there's Max Rook. So he popped that one through. So Max Rook, did he kick the first goal? I believe he kicked the first goal in the grand final, didn't he, in 2009? Uh, that could be a good and thing, the, yes. The reason I say that is because I think, from memory, money? it was either... Yeah, we have 50 bucks on him. Yeah, well, then he kicked the final one as well. So if you went for the first and last, then you could have got extra. That's right, because they won by 11 points or 12? 12. Yeah. 12, yeah, because he kicked a goal after the siren. To really just to really sink the boot in to St Kilda fans. Yeah, there was no one on the mark, which I thought was poor. Poor? I, I hope Ross Lyon ripped into them. I reckon that. That, that, was, that was probably what he's most angry about. <laughs> like he got in the rooms and just gave the him the bake. Yeah, absolutely. Is that on the full? That's out on the full. That's a terrible kick at goal. Was that Jason? Was that the Graham? That's oh, Schneider. No, that's, uh, Sh- Schneider, man. Schneider. Played in five, he- five grand finals. So he had come from the Swans? Yeah, then? yeah. So he played 05, 06. Then he played um, 09, 2 and 010. Wow. Wow. And can I just say, he's a very Jordan Degoe-esque. On the field, he's not, and I don't mean in terms of skill. He's a little um, stocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not ripped. But that's the thing. Uh, Secure had a lot of role players, didn't they? Back in that, that was yep. the, that was the thing under under Ross Lyon. You know, like McWalter and players like that. For sure. Although I haven't seen Stephen Baker out here yet. Uh, I think he, I think he does come along. There, uh, there's a little bit near the end, I reckon, where you'll notice a few players, and you go, "Huh, that'd be pretty quiet all this quarter." Unless the rotations weren't that heavy back then, because I imagine in a game of this calibre that this is a great opportunity for Stephen Baker to rake someone's face. Oh, for sure. With his boots. Perfect time. I mean, they're 13-0. They're going to make the finals. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what he did in tw- in 2010. And he just went Stevie J and he was like, oh, they'll give me 12. I'll be back by the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope, that, not, I hope there's a replay, but... <laughs> yeah, if they're not playing a replay, it's all good. <laughs> oh, there's oh, there he Baker, is. There's yeah. Stephen Baker on cue. <laughs> He's got a, got a thing around his head. It's taped yeah. up. Which probably happened in the car park before the game. <laughs> uh, he probably got an accident when he did the uh, the children's entertainment stuff with Milne. You know, you know that he? stuff, don't you? No, what did he do? They had saintly entertainment. And so him and Milne... Would go mm-hmm. to kids' parties and they'd bring a footy and like a cake, like you know St Kilda cake or whatever cake, and they'd play games and do a clinic, really. Yeah. So right. you could you could knock on the door, <laughs> you could knock on the door at ten a.m. on a Saturday, mm. open it up, and yeah. fucking Milne and Stevie Baker are there. You're going <laughs> fucking hell! What have I done? What are you they going to do to me? 
Just get the call out to the wife. Get the cash. <laughs> just get as much as we can. We need to get rid of it these guys. It's the weirdest little entrepreneurial um, business I've ever heard of. Yeah, I never would have picked those two to go. Just sitting around at the club in the ice bath. They're going, what are you thinking, mate? He goes, I don't know. I reckon kids' parties is where oh. is where we're at. We're two, two of St Kilda's most... Two of the AFLs. Most beloved. Most beloved. <laughs> I mean, at least, you know, I know kids get so excited when they see me, they scream. Like, that's how happy they get. Now, Jimmy Bartell has just bombed one from about 65. Or did, or did he handball to Chapman there? No, I, I, he must have handballed to Chapman. He didn't quite get onto it, but it got a nice bounce in the goal square. Yeah, because someone fell over. I can't imagine. Oh, yeah, he go. does handball to a running, uh, running chappy. Oh, he's gone the barrel. That didn't come off, landed at the top of the goal square because someone fell over and it went through. I think that might have been, is that Jason Blake? Was he a St Kilda, St. Kilda then? Uh, yeah, I reckon he would have been, yeah. I used to train with him at the uh, Richmond Boxing Club. Oh, I thought you were going to say like, you know, I used to catch a train with him or something. Oh, no. He's uh, a lovely guy, Jason While Blake. playing or uh, post? No, while he was playing. He used to come down there and train. I trained with, um, yeah, I trained uh, down there with Andrew Walker and... Uh, a couple of the Carlton boys on occasion. Didn't Dipper go down there a bit too? Yeah, Dipper was there. Also, when Dustin Martin, remember when Dustin Martin got suspended for Chopsticks. sleeping in? Oh. No, <laughs> he remember he had been out with Cuz, I think, and Cuz gave everyone sleeping pills and a few of the players missed training. Mm. And so then when we rocked up for a circuit one day, Dusty was in the ring and his old man, when he was in Australia was sitting on the side of the ring just watching him and, you know, yelling out, go harder and give it to him and stuff. And I have never been more frightened in a boxing gym in my life. And there's some frightening people in boxing gyms. Yeah. Cam Mooney has just fucking hoiked one from about, what, 60? Yep. And he's kicked a goal. And I'm not saying that wasn't a goal, but we would have gone for a score review on this one. But the rule wasn't there. Absolutely. Absolutely. How many guises have our goal umpires been through since we went... No more uh, ice cream, long white coat, hat. I know, I know, I know. It kind of, it is one of those things where you go, why can't they wear that? Is it was it too restrictive that they've kind of got a coat on and they got to worry about their, you know, Greg Chapel hat? Well, like, but they had the hat on. Yeah. So it was sun smart. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just thought for the the historic reminiscence yeah. of it all, we could uh, get them back to the old. Butcher uniform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Geelong have kicked the last uh, two and now within five points. Can you imagine, though, being a goal umpire in the middle of winter out at Waverley and you're in your shitty uh, cotton butcher's jacket and it's fucking freezing and you you can't run around. you just got to stand there and fucking cop it yeah, for sure. four quarters. What a shit job. You'd probably have to put some thermals on underneath, hey? Do you reckon they, like, I suppose you might have had woolen thermals. They don't really, it's not like they have thermals like they do now. No, like I, those, I can't those imagine. Those motherfuckers would have lost a few toes. In 1925, I can't imagine it was that great. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that pass. That is fucking great. Straight to Milanese, about 45 out on about a 30-degree angle, I reckon. Yeah. So, Lee Matthews, uh, he, I, I think round about this time on the coverage, it's Lee Matthews, mm-hmm. um, Bruce and Dennis Cometti. And Lee Matthews says, oh, I'm tingling and I'm not even playing. Wow. That's... Takes a lot to get a tingle out of Lee. Ask his, uh, that is a fucking terrible kick from Milne, but it's gone through. Again, that would have been uh, up to the, into the arc. Uh, can yeah, I just say, though, can I just say that goal umpire, he was fucking ripped. He would have been happy 
that they're wearing the svelte yellow polo uh, top. Does he look pretty cut? Show off a bit. Yeah, I reckon. Look at this hit. Doesn't have yeah, to deviate. It's a nice kick from Nick Rewald. He's uh, he's very skillful, wasn't he? It's such a shame that he never got to. There's so many good players who never, you know, got to be premiership players. For sure. And when you talk to a few of the St Kilda players, or when they do talk about it, it feels like they're talking about a bit of PTS. Like it's such a traumatic thing. Like they're kind of just mm. a bit glum about everything, aren't they? Well, remember when we had Cosy on the podcast, and he said every time. He drives up Punt Road and he sees the MCG in the distance. He just gets sad. Fucking and it's hell. like, fucking hell, mate. That is and, that is grim. And it's one of the busiest roads. Well, so you're say. stuck there for 45 minutes <laughs> looking at it. And most things, if you want to cross town in Melbourne, you're crossing, you're passing the G. Nicky like Dell. seeing it a lot. Oh, Nicky Dell, he's so silken. He's fucking hooked that kick to the left. Angry he's not himself. happy with himself. Oh, that guy, yeah, that guy's got a bit yeah, of muscle going, yeah. He does. He would have been wrapped. He would have been pushing... Oh, look, Joel, was that Joel Selwood in an early duck? This is only his third season. Still hasn't perfected it quite yet. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So Max Rook at this point, he was quite in and out of the team. This is post um, uh, Wool of Milfheart calf's blood, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Now, was it actually the calf that was the problem or was it that it's just I think it was hamstrings. Blood? Yeah, okay. Yes, hamstrings for him. And I think at the and end of 2010, he retired by the fact he said just too many injuries. Yeah. Now, surprisingly, Darren Milburn has taken a mark uh, down forward. He's about 45-degree angle out. Very rare to see him up forward. Fucking uh, Bombers um, wheeling the changes here. Sorry, the man. In fact, in fact, he kicked two for the game, actually. I'll run through okay. the goal kickers. Gardner, five. Um, Gardner got five? Gardner got four, sorry. Revolt, three. And then two each oh. for Milburn, Mooney, and Ablett for the Geelong okay. Cats. So there's six minutes to go. St Kilda still up by a goal. So St Kilda pretty much had the lead all day. Yeah, yeah, and the cats kind of bit by bit were pegging them back. Yeah, where were you when you this game was on? Uh, Do you remember watching that it? That is a great question. I imagine I would have because it was live into. Um, it was live into Melbourne. I was watching it in my flat in Brunswick East at the time, glued to yeah, the right. TV, and I think I gave a bit of a yelp when uh, the highlight happened at the end. Yeah, so I would have been living in Brunswick West at that time. Look at us just, uh, hanging in the same suburb. Ugh, the East doesn't talk to the <laughs> West. Uh, yeah, you don't, you don't cross Sydney Road. Ugh, um, uh, I imagine I would have watched it. I was working on before the game at this time, mm-hmm. so I still was invested heavily in football. What a great pickup from Jimmy Bartell there. Fuck, he was classy. Yeah. So, 09, uh, so, uh, yeah, he won the Brownlow in 07. Ablett will go on to win it this year. Go Gaz, go Gaz. Is that and your mate? Uh, is that our mate Zach? Zachy Dawson? No, no I think it's that's not. um, it's Gilbert. I think Sam Gilbert. Zach is around. He's angry. He didn't get the free for being held. Gary Ablett. Mm. Yeah, well, mate, you can't hold, can't hold the master, can't hold the little master. And in the, the, in the words, final. in the words of Hodgie, you got to look, you got to look after fucking Gaz, don't you? <laughs> well, he's right. Um. Pick the grand up. final. Where did you sit for this grand final? Because it was it was it packed. I remember it being quite um, quite a busy day. Uh, the grand final that was wet, very wet. Yeah, yep. That was that was the one where Tomahawk hit the post. Yeah, I was on the ground ground level, probably mm-hmm. about left hand side on the TV, uh, half old flank. So you and round about where I usually kind of stand at the games. And were you surrounded? Do you remember by Kilda supporters, Geelong supporters? Because at least Geelong supporters were like, well, we had two oh seven, we lost. 
We lost our weight. That's a really good We're question. Where I sit, kind of where the members kind of changes into the outer, they usually uh-huh. have a particular team supporter base there. So it, it's not always the same team or no, like not, you know, the home team or away team or whatever. But yep. they usually have a couple of bays of fans. So I can't remember being around Geelong St Kilda fans where I actually was sitting, but next to me there would have been a few thousand Geelong and St fans. Yeah, okay. Now Geelong have Geelong have absolutely flicked the switch here. They have really just run it forward. Now uh, Cam Stokes has just kicked a goal, um, and to looking at it, Cam Mooney seems to be their only major tall focal point. Has Nathan Ablett retired by this st- stage? Did he retire in? 2008 did he did he play did he play in the 2008 grand final no he did Do you not remember? he did not so i'm not sure he might have even retired after 2007 but oh, um man. the great he the might great. have been kind of one done but he uh tom hawkins did play in the 09 grand final he must be out early injured oh no i did see him before actually oh okay gotcha yeah, I forgot about him but yeah it just seems to be cam mooney maybe um tom hawks on the bench and tom hawk was very new to the game then so um, probably isn't you know wasn't the dominant forward that we know him to be today. No, and he hadn't learned his cheating ways by then. It took him a few more weeks to get into that. Here we go. Ablett retired in November of two thousand seven. So yeah, after the flag, age twenty one, he went bang, I'm out. But then he did come back for the Suns in twenty eleven. Did he play in the AFL or was that just Neefel? No, he played two games for the Gold Coast in twenty eleven. Is that right? Yeah, and then I think the same kind of thing happened. He went ah. I don't, I don't want to do this. I'm out of here, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that. I can understand that. Because they would have been getting flogged in their early years. And, you know, when he walks away from a premiership team, you can't imagine him going, yeah, I'm fucking going to struggle it out with this team. Yeah, and he wasn't really known for his love of the professionalism of the game. Yeah. Switch, mate. You forget, Switch. You, f- you forget how far Nick Rewalt run. Oh, dude. Runs. Dude, I think, I think people were saying like even his pre-game warm-up, like he'd run as far as some players would, pl- would run in a game. Yeah. That was James Gwilt. Forgot about Gwilty. Yeah, he had a very good qualifying final, I think, in 09. No, I tell okay. a lie, I tell a lie. I think it was 05. I tell a lie. He had a good game one day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Big Mummy got caught there. This game is absolutely... Uh, you could see... That, I mean, everyone who was watching it must have been going, I hope these two make the grand final. Like, it would have been an absolute travesty if they didn't because this has been a fantastic... This is deep in the last quarter and the pace... I don't know, Michael. Has it gone up a notch? Uh, I mean, it, it's a finals-like atmosphere. In fact, the players mm. talk about it being one of the loudest games they've ever played in front of. Well, it is one of those stadiums that is particularly loud because... Ralph is shut and he, you know, holds the roof in and just echoes around. Oh! So Milne's going for the big um, slips catch type mark and hasn't gotten it. Now, who is that? Who's number 24 for Geelong there? Oh, sheesh. Um, sorry. Big tall backman. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I'm sorry. No, that's right. I try to get Geelong players out of my head. They, they tormented me for a very long time. We've got a foot race. We've got a foot race. We've got a foot race. Oh, and he got caught by Max Rook. Jeez, I never thought of Max Rook as being particularly quick, but that was uh, that was very good. And then, of course, you got Joel Corey, who you know, fucking hell, who the hell did you tag in the Geelong midfield? Yeah, yeah. You needed to have like six of them on your team. But then it's also yeah. like, who do you tag in like the back line? Yeah, 
Do you remember when Lingy wiped the blood on um, Bucks? Wasn't it the other way around? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Bucks wiped it on Lingy. What a dog. So Bucks had to go off. Bucks, Bucks had to go off for a blood blood rule, and then he thought, "Well, I'll take Lingy with me." And so he wiped blood on Lingy's jumper, so he had to take it off as well. Did he get suspended for that? I don't think he did. I, f- I feel like I'd remember that. I imagine he got a fine. Yeah. Now he brought the game into disrepute. Yeah, I figure that would be. Here's Zach Dawson. Ah, uh, good handball. I feel like great handball. I feel like why'd they get rid of him? Sorry. I feel like rubbing blood on you. I feel like that would be looked at really horribly today. And I don't mean that in a corona type of way. I mean, you know, you could, if you'd cough on someone, you'd probably get locked up. But yeah. but I feel like... I don't remember there being like this outrage at that kind of action. No, I think it was almost like, well, half the people would go, oh, there you go, Gardner's has taken a huge pack mark at the top of the goal square. Massive mark with 90 seconds left. He, came, he comes from nowhere too. You can watch it in the replay when they put it up. He comes from about 35 metres out from the goal square. Yeah, I was going to say that a lot of people are going, well, Lingy shouldn't have hung off Bucks as, as much as he did. Yeah, so oh, a you kind of blame. You, uh, you get what you deserve. Yeah, so Harry Taylor is lying down uh, prostrate on the ground here. Um, I think he was underneath Gardner when he took that anger. So this has given Gardner a little bit of time to get his composure. But this was before the days of shot clocks as well. That's a really good point. Yeah, so Harry Taylor copped an elbow on the way through. And I th- oh, is that right? I think it will be a replay shortly, but he, he looks like he's pretty much out before he hits the ground. And so he cops another yeah, big okay. whack on the head um, when he lands. I wonder if he'll ever play again. Well, he uh, said, uh, there's a quote here from the notes. So here's a replay. And huge. Oh, uh, oh God. Uh, and I reckon Marvel will be quite hard surface too. Yeah, he's gonski. Yeah. He's sort of gone midair and then bangs his uh, lands on his back and bangs his head on the ground. It's actually a bit uncomfortable to watch, hey? Oh, so now they've got the um, the stretcher out there looking after his head. We've got a great view of this um, this severe injury. Now, do you wear a Hawthorne jumper to games? I'm just looking at the crowd here and there are people with stupid hats on, yeah, stupid sure. scarves. I do to grand finals, but I and I love to be able to say that I, you know, multiple times, but I've got a lucky cereal jumper that I wear. I, yeah. I can make what about it. before that? What about like in 91 or 90? Yeah, I probably did. Or 89? I probably did, yeah. But if it's just like a home and away match, I just dress for comfort and warmth. Okay. I have a lucky, with your fin- a lucky cereal with jumper. Your fingerless gloves? Oh, no, I'll tell you what I do. Wear Hawthorne socks. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair yeah. enough. So that, that's my little, you know, sign. And I'm not really a big scarf guy, so maybe I have one, but I find scarves a bit uncomfortable. In what way, Michael? Yeah, you're kind of getting around your neck and... Th- Too restrictive. Itchy, kind of, you know, just don't really like them. Because it, does it um, remind you of your autoeroticism? Like, is it just like Pavlov's dog uh, for I you? kind of feel like a bit of a choke, and I'm just like, oh, that's the yeah, spot. Yeah, you, g- <laughs> you get an erection when you're at the footy. <laughs> Wow, they're strapping him onto the onto the cart here. This is fucking and is a great camera angle. They're right above it. And what camera is this? Is this spider cam? Because they are right above Harry Taylor, like <laughs> ten meters above him. That, I, I don't think they had spider cam by then, did they? Maybe for special yeah, occasions, I, but I don't think they had it for. I don't remember it ever like being. It must uh, be camera in the roof. Eddie had. Must be a few cameras in the roof, surely. Yeah, right. Well, they're zooming right in. It's great vision. Anyway, it's a kill to fans. Look at him. There's clapping Harry Taylor off. Is he going give, give a little thumbs up, Harry? Give a little thumbs up. Has he given it? No, no. I'm, re- I'm really worried if he hasn't given a thumbs up. Uh, I don't know if he survives this. We'll have to watch 
round 15, see if he's alive. He talked about he uh, got into the room, said he kept asking the trainers, did we win? And they'd say we lost. And then I'd say, how many goals did Nick Rewalt kick? And they'd say three. And then he'd say, he said two, two seconds, 20 seconds later, I'd say, did we win? How many goals did Rewalt kick? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They should have bet with him. They go, oh, mate, he kicked zero and you put 50 bucks. So he, so he goes into the TAB asking about it. Bang. Yeah, so Gardner has come from absolutely nowhere for that. He was one of those dudes, wasn't he? He was number one draft pick. He was a big, big, big lad mm. and never quite got it together. Obviously, there are a few little off-field things as well that uh, occurred. But, you know, without making the guy feel sad, it was a little bit of a, a career that didn't fulfill its entire potential, I suppose. Yes, no, he could, he could have been anything, Michael. And it, But, you know, he did quite well. Did he play well in the grand final? Do you remember? That's a good question. I have memories that he didn't do a great deal in 05 and 06. Okay. I feel like he might have even had a shocker in 05, but I... Yeah, right. You know, and what about uh, against Geelong ago. in 09? I couldn't tell you. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. No, I appreciate your honesty. I'm sorry, Adam. I'm really so, sorry. So we were watching 99 last week, and they didn't have the clock up for most of the time, whereas this is a full-time clock on it. So we've got 40 seconds to go. So killed her up by a goal. Milner's just given away a free kick to Andrew Mackey and James Kelly, another midfielder. Jeez, they got him everywhere. Former Essendon... Champion, James Kelly. He's I, one of the top-ups. I can't remember what happens at the end here, actually. I wonder I wonder how close they get to scoring. Well, so Enright has given it over to Big Mummy. He, he gives Ooh. it back. And Cam Mooney's pushed. There we go. Giving away a free. someone in the back. He's not happy about it. Says he just inched him under it with his bottom. Do you reckon but that? the umpire won't have a bar of it. Do you reckon that's a free? They'll probably show a replay. Do you reckon that's where he kind of used the hip to kind of get into the back? But he pushed him under it. I, I think I think it's there. It's a tough call to make, but yeah. it's, it's brave, be made, brave call by the umpire. Very brave, yeah. No, he wouldn't have been well liked by the Geelong supporters. Uh, Razor Ray, oh, Gardner again, saving the day. He's probably going to have the ball at the very end. Uh, Razor Ray actually is one of the umpires in this game. Did we love him back then? How was our How was our love affair with Razor Ray? Were the umpires mic'd up at this stage? You got too many fucking questions. I don't fucking know. Well, mate, you've watched this before. Fucking did you hear the, did, did well, you, the Here's, here's a fucking solution. Fucking watch it before we do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's your job. You're that, you're that guy. Uh, I'm the fun colour guy. You bring all the facts. So I think, I don't know. So the game's over, the game's over by the way. It just ended. Would he, be, uh, would he even be called Razor Ray by then? Would he have got the nickname? Do you think Razor was the nickname that came in like when he became an umpire or he'd gone to high school and he was called Razor? No, I reckon it came in as an umpire. And I reckon it's probably one that he would have loved to have given himself. Uh, like maybe just out in the field just going, oh, Razor. Uh, and everyone goes, who's he talking about? And he's like, oh, I was talking about me. Yeah, that's a good point. I reckon he would have uh, had the nickname by then. I think we would have known Razor Ray by 09 by the fact that then he went on in 010 to umpire the two grand finals. So okay. we definitely would have known of Razor by then. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Uh, Zach Dawson shaking Gary Ablatan. Gary, Abl- Gary Ablatan, fuck off, mate. You don't deserve to even touch my hand. Well, that's it. That brings us to the end. Well, that was fun. What a great game. That was actually a really good quarter of football. BT said that was the peak of football. And he, he started that year in particular. has been like the best year of football ever. And yeah, right. He's he makes some outlandish, he makes some outlandish sta- statements there. No, it's he? amazing. It's a, a full quote here from BT. It doesn't use the words boy, oh boy, or wow, we once. Okay. Did, would you put it up there as one of the greatest? I mean, it was one of the best games. It wasn't as high scoring as you'd expect. If you wanted like the perfect game, I think another 
six or seven goals each because what do they end up like uh you know 90 to 84 ish you could probably expect a bit more goal scoring yeah sure you probably want 20 from each team do you reckon i reckon yeah that'd be that's a fun game that's five five each quarter i like that well, I mean, unfortunately, that means we can't be showing a lot of recent Carlton games because one team usually gets 20 goals <laughs> and the other team, not so much. Well, they get they get it by half-time as well. Carlton are very – we're really happy to make games look great. We, uh, we'll wrap it up, Adam. So we'll put this up and then also send, uh, send in your recommendations through Twitter, Facebook, through our email, uh, junktimeaflpod at gmail.com. We're getting a bunch of uh, requests and we'll try to get to them all. And we do love your support. So if you want to help us out, go to patreon.com slash junktimeaflpod. Set yourself up as a subscriber. You can do $1 a month, $2 a month, $10, $5,000, whatever you guys like. We love it and uh, we do appreciate it. And, uh, Just fling and us these have been fun. Fling us your bank details, okay? We'd love that. We'll, yeah. drain, we'll drain your account. We're happy to drain anyone's account. Yeah, we'll look after We're good like that. Yeah. We're going to hit the road. Go Hawks. Go Blues. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.